Hello, I'm Damon. And I'm Audra. And we are Podcast of the Damned. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, you were missing uh, Ed. And, uh, well, uh, unfortunately, Ed has quit the podcast. He's taken a leave of absence. Yes. Uh, he and his wife, uh, they, they're foster parents, as well as... Uh, they have their own child, and they take on uh, two other kids, and so his uh, he's got three kids now, all, all under, under the age of four, all under the age of all four and under, and uh, so he's he's kind of you know family man. I get it, stretch. He's but he's at maximum capacity as far as uh, free time. So I'd, been... I'd say that he's a hero. <laughs> no, I get it. Him and uh, Nancy are. Fighting the good fight. Yes. So, um, so he will be. So he will be missed. He will be missed, <laughs> and we may we may rein him back in here and there. Yeah. It's just right now, he's settling into having a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and a four-year-old, and two of them are foster children. So they're having an adjustment period. Exactly. So uh, that is that. So, since we'll do what we always do, uh, woman, tell me what you've been watching. What have I been watching? Well, on Hulu, um, I watched Motherland Fort Salem. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I don't generally like TV shows or movies that are like high school or early college I'm way beyond that point in my life and I'm like, yeah, I don't really identify with these 30-year-old actors playing 18-year-olds, right? Uh Uh-huh. And this is definitely a 14 to 21 market um, (laughs) girl type of thing. That's what I got from it. Yeah. Now, remember when I said a couple years ago that it was going to roll back to witches as far as the, like, horror you know, trope. Right, because mm-hmm. we've been through, we've we exhausted vampires and werewolves and zombies, and then it always swings back to witches, and then it goes demon. The kind of witches demon are about the same time, but they overlap a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, they came out with all the the new Charmed, and you see all these other witchy shows, and they are pretty much what one expects. It's like, oh, it's a zombie movie. This is going to happen. Oh, it's a witchy movie. This is going to happen. This is a completely different take. And that was what I appreciated it. Over the fact that, yeah, these girls are young enough to be my daughters and the little things that they're going through are really shallow and the plot points are, well, yeah, you know what's going to happen, okay? But but they actually put witchcraft in a, a different light. It's kind of like Starship Troopers meets The Last Airbender. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, because they're militarized witches. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, and they're fighting off this enemy called the Spree, which they have never actually, in the first season, delved into what the Spree actually is. It's kind of like, oh, with the Cylons, what were they really, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but it is basically an alternate universe in the United States where at some point um, the there's a division between the East and the West and the East side, um, the Salem witches made a pact 
with the early settlers that they would become the protectors of the realm. Okay. So since then. Oh, since, you fucking nerd. Oh, Shut yeah. up. Since, <laughs> yeah. In any case. <laughs> he got it. He, see what he did there? Yeah. Um, in any case. So since the 1700s. Um, these witches have been, and there are male witches too, but the male, it's, it's very matriarchal and oh. the male, the male witches are more the ones who make the magic weaponry, but they're not the actual soldiers. The girls or the women are the soldiers and their magic is different. It's more actually, you know, external go figure. Um, <laughs> so the way it's the, that's the starship troopers angle. There's the, the foe, right? Mm-hmm. And and the militarization and you know it's it's not it's not necessarily compulsory, but if you are drafted and you don't go, it's not you're not welcome in normal society. Oh, okay, see. so it's kind of like you kind of have to serve your minimum term. And so um, the way it's like at Last Airbender is they group these three witches together in teams as they're training them through boot camp and. Um, each team works together and you know how in Last Airbender the firebenders and the uh, um, earthbenders would do the tai chi moves in unison with a group to, to move the chi to, to move their, their element oh uh, yeah yeah. that's what these girls are doing oh okay, okay. so uh, that's what I liked about it is it's, it's a completely different take I hadn't seen before with witchcraft gotcha so um, I also watched Lovecraft Country, but uh-huh. I know you want to talk about it because I know you were the one that told me to watch it. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> show. We can talk about it now. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I can just mark it off on what I've been watching. But uh, isn't that show? The show is awesome. I love that show. I love it. It's so it's good. It's freaking fabulous. It's it's well written. I mean, it's, it's not something that you can pretty much guarantee you know what's going to happen. It's, it's not superficial and shallow. No, no, not at all. I it just uh, it, it, what I liked about uh, it kind of filled the void. I was talking about Marcel about this. It kind of filled the void that Watchmen left once that was over. Mm-hmm. At least, at least for me, it did. I mean, I really liked it. I really like it, and I like it how it you know it every week is kind of a different story. I know, it's, and it, uh, yeah, with the same characters. I but mean, like last scenarios. Yeah, yeah. It's like last week's. Uh, I mean, it has they have an overlining, thinly, you know, story that connects, you know, all these other stories. But you know, like the last episode. I don't know if you saw the uh, not not tonight's episode because we're recording on a Sunday and it comes out every Sunday. But um, last week's episode is really kind of reminiscent of like you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was very Raiders of the Lost Ark esque. No, I didn't see that one. Um, I, the oh. last one I saw is the one where she's bought the haunted house. Oh my God, you're still in episode two. I'm on episode. No, five. I'm on episode three. I've okay. seen three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Because she buys the house. After so yeah, back. and okay. I thought that episode was really good. Yeah, yeah. It is good. That if there's be, okay, then I'm sorry. You're I'm I'm two shows ahead of you. Okay. I assume we're on the same uh, same. Not episode. quite. There, there's there's been a hiccup in the Hulu, but it's not my hiccup. It's 
the person that's allowing me to use his Hulu is not paid his Hulu. So, so he's not going to be able to use my Netflix and Amazon if he doesn't fix it. Right. There you go. (laughs) When you trade, you trade. And most people I cut slack, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's no slack. It's like, oh, okay. Uh huh. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. In any case, um, yeah, Lovecraft. I, I, it's, it's so well acted and just um, creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, the, like the the first episode with the vampire creature monster things. Mm-hmm. Those were freaking creepy. Oh, Those God, were. Yeah. I mean, that was like that. That I don't jump often, and that made me jump. You know. Mm-hmm. So I the that's it's visually really pretty. It's historically accurate. Oh yeah. Un- uncomfortably so. Yep. Which yeah. that's the point. Exactly, exactly. Um what else was there? Oh, so what else you what else you got? Well, I did revisit two movies recently from from our childhood. Oh yeah? What, um, what was that? Well this little thing called the thing. Mm-hmm. I know you've heard of it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You don't say. Yeah, uh, it was like I, one of your I, favorite movies. I think uh, Kurt Russell or maybe uh, uh, yeah, John oh, Cooper or something, maybe, something like that. Maybe some people that you've seen in a couple other shows and a really pretty doggy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's who doesn't I, stay I, pretty. I've, I've often, yeah, I've often said it's one of my uh, not just my favorite uh, horror movies, but favorite movie period. It's just it's, ex- it's just expertly put. That, yeah, that there's not a lot of emotion and, in there. Yeah, there's no fat. It's just a lot of dread and and cold uh, and dreary and, and claustrophobic from the very yeah. beginning. I just love it. I love everything about it. The, it's the, one of my favorites from the '80s, definitely. The score. I love the score. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yes, and then the other one I revisited that I made my my friend Bobby the millennial watch with me. Was the entity? Oh God, yeah. That, I was like, it's been a really long time. I first saw it when, um, let's see, it's in '83, so I would have seen it in '84 when it came out on Betamax. Yeah, as, yes, I saw it. On, <laughs> I saw it on a uh, cable. Yeah, well, um, it. like it was R-rated, but for some reason, my mother decided to rent it. I couldn't go see it at the theater, but I guess she decided. I guess she decided a year later I was old enough or something, and I rented it. She <laughs> wanted you to watch uh, Ghost Rape at home. I don't not think in, not, in, not in the theater. I don't think <laughs> she realized what she was renting. Yeah. Is what happened. It's just like when she rented the wall for me. I was like, yeah, I want to see this. This it's it's a concert movie. It's Pink Floyd, and she's like, oh, I like Pink Floyd, but you know. Yeah. And then she rented the wall for me, and I'm like, she's like, what? Okay. <laughs> she, she didn't make me stop watching it, but she's just like, it's disturbing. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, like, that's another movie. There are some movies that I've been like, why did you fucking remake this? If you redid the entity, I wouldn't be upset. No, I got the Blu-ray of that. Uh, 
recently. It's a special edition. That is a great movie. It's kind of a lost gem. You know, yeah. not, not a ton of people know of that movie. No. And it's it's on stars. Oh, that's good. That's cool. I don't have So yeah, on. that's that's about what I've been watching in the um <clears throat> horror. Okay. Other than, you know, the news. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Our, um, as we speak, our our uh, our whole state is on fire. Yeah, we are in the <laughs> bowels of Stephen King like hellfire. Yeah, just uh, waiting for Randall Flag to come strutting down the street. <laughs> oh man! Well, for me, I guess we'll get into what I've been uh, watching. We'll uh, cut to the chase. Uh, we already talked about uh, Lovecraft Country, right? Um, um, I saw Harlequin's Bird of Prey on HBO Max. Uh, yes, I saw that as well. Eh, it was oh, it was all right. It was it was a fluff piece. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. Yeah, just you know, it is what it is. Um, oh, I've been watching The Boys. Oh, I haven't started season two yet. Holy shit! I'm <laughs> it is I'm insane. actually. I'm, I know it is, and the reason I haven't watched it yet is because it's coming out weekly, and I want to binge it. Well, uh... You can do spoilers, I don't care. I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I'm just telling you, uh, the first... It's only been out for two weeks. The first week, they uh, uh, they released three episodes. Mm-hmm. And the second week, uh, you know, the, the episode just came out this Sat Friday, so you're already at uh, four episodes in. I mean that's you know that's pretty bingeable. Mm-hmm. I say check it out. I know, but it's one of those that I love so much that I would be like, I don't want to wait. Oh man, it's so good. Um, oh, uh, speaking of Harley, we talked about Harley Quinn earlier, and I don't know if I talked to you about it, but uh, uh, HBO Max has a DC app button on there, you know, so they have a lot of the DC stuff. And it is like an adult-themed Harley Quinn cartoon. Of course there is. Oh, it is so funny. I first, uh, a buddy of mine turned me on to it, Tim. And uh, initially, I didn't, you know, I was like, ah, I want to watch a fucking, like, a, a, co- a comedic take on, you know, this property. I don't give a shit about it. And he's like, I'll just watch it. And then I found myself laughing out loud <laughs> more than a few times. It's okay. actually pretty funny, especially is if it you like know Deadpool the... funny or yeah, it's incredibly violent, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's definitely not for kids, but it's like the animations just kind of goofy and like the, all the super villains, they have like their own, uh, they have the halls of injustice and it's ran by uh, Lex Luthor mm-hmm. and you know, it's just like, it's just really funny. Like, they have all, all the Batman rogue gallery, pretty much. You know, Scarecrow's a, a real dick, and Bane's a real pushover. He's constantly getting bullied by the other superheroes, even though he's just he's a real softy. You know, nerd. Just, it is so funny. It's just really Who's, funny. who you call a nerd after my keeper of the realms? Go. <laughs> I'm just telling you what the characters are. Anyway. I know, I know. You're you're the comic <laughs> dork, though. Haha. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, indeed. I didn't know Bane was a pushover. Well, in this in this in this particular show, he is. Mm, okay. He's just constantly getting uh, punked by uh, 
by the Joker. I um, mean, aside from the se- severe asthma, Bane's kind of hot. <laughs> and he's a real blowhard. I mean, it's oh, anyway, it's it's really funny. Um, I saw a long there's an Amazon that had a really long documentary um, called uh, it was like a it was four parts, like a four hour documentary called "In Search of Darkness," and it's pretty much just talks about horror films of the '70s and '80s. Mm-hmm. And the, the evolution of it—it it was really interesting, and uh, I didn't even realize it was four hours long. I didn't realize nice. it, but I, but it because it, it goes so you know it moves, it really moves, and it just kind of takes you through all the stages of horror through the seventies into the, all through the eighties and into the nineties. It was really interesting, really interesting. Um, I'll have to check it out then. Yes, uh, I saw a movie that I initially saw at uh, the Horror Film Festival um, uh, last year, but um, it was on Shutter, so I watched it. Uh, uh, a movie called it was a horror comedy called Satanic Panic. Oh God, I remember that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Re- Rebecca Romaine stay or not Stamos, but Rebecca Romaine and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Jerry McGuire, her husband. They they're playing a married couple in this movie, and they're also the head. They're hosting a seance. Oh no, a sacrifice. They're hosting a sacrifice, and it's just it's just it's really it's really funny. It's actually really funny, and and it's a, it's one of those few horror comedies that really kind of work um oh i've been watching a series on uh netflix and the original series i finished it already juan origins okay it's uh you know the juan movies right 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 and this is like a, a series of the legend that became what the movies turned into it's pretty interesting oh, okay. it's pretty interesting um, but it's weird. It's just, it's movies, not overtly. The show isn't overtly scary. I think it's only like seven. No, it's eight episodes and they're like 30 to 40 minutes a piece. Okay. And, uh, but, um, it's just like, just like the original John where it's just a, a creep factor that never lets up. As, I don't know, Those I'm, are creepy fucking movies. Huh? I've only watched one of those and that was enough. Yeah, I the Japanese versions are the best ones of those movies. I know, but uh, yeah, it's super creepy. But uh, uh, oh, I'm super late to the party, but I'm finally I'm into the second season now. But Hannibal, been watching Hannibal. Oh yeah, I uh, need to revisit season three. Man, I I I, I you know I I remember when the show was on primetime I just never gave it a chance and now that it was on Netflix and I started watching it I was like man I was so wrong oh, dude, really, I love it's Matt a really good it's, it's a really good show yes really good show I remember telling you what three years ago and you're like eh, I don't know yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that was kind of my dude that was, that was Mads my... Mickelson is nailing Hannibal Lecter and you're like you're a sicko serial killer fan <laughs> I'm not a fan <laughs> well well you're something <laughs> let's just say I know a lot about them mm-hmm. oh I did watch a documentary on on the Manson family also oh yeah yeah was it, was it there's so many of them which one uh 
I can't remember. It was on Amazon. Um, basically, it was a revisiting of the those who are still alive. Did you, did you, did you hear about that book that just, it's been, it's made nation, it's a nationwide news. Uh, it just mm. came out this year. The guy had spent 20 years putting the book together and it was a guy who worked for the CIA and he talked about the Manson murders. Oh, about Manson being a CIA plant to yeah the, the counterculture. If you, man, that is some interesting <laughs> shit. Well, At first I thought it was conspiracy theory kind of stuff. And then, uh, and then he had, then he, back then? That's awesome. yeah. Well, well, he had Rogan. Rogan had him on his show, and they started talking, and he was just breaking it down. And I was like, God damn, I believe him. I fucking believe him. Well, <laughs> it, I've always one of the things I've always wondered is where they got their money, because mm-hmm. they're you know he was bringing in a bunch of homeless hippie kids. Most of them were under 18. Um, the few that weren't had like minimum wage jobs. Nobody was making the kind of money they needed to get the rent on that farm, to get the rent on, or the ranch, excuse me, to get the, the way, I mean, yeah, they stole a lot of shit, but even so, you have to buy the tools to make the dune buggies. I mean, you can't, the, there's no way they could have stolen as much as they had. You know what I mean? Right. So I've always wondered where the money came from. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it still costs money to get a gun. Right, right. Well, it was uh, very interesting. But I'll um, have to check that out cuz I yeah. am, You know, you know Charlie is one that I know the most about, so Yeah, you would some would say your favorite you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's a it's a curiosity of how does someone get people to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else have I been watching? Oh, um, there's a documentary on Netflix, uh, or series documentary series I've been watching called uh, High Score. Basically, they just you know all the vintage games of the '80s, you know all the big ones like Donkey Kong, Dig Dug. Uh-huh. Um, um, oh, what is that other one? Um, Pac-Man, Frogger. It, it, you, you, it, it, they talk to all the creators of those games. Oh, cool. Okay. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. I like it a lot. There's a YouTube rabbit hole. Um, the series is called Timeline, and it starts at 1980, and they're up to 1987 now. Oh really? And they do a yeah. Each episode is a year of the '80s. They start with 1980, and they go through the timeline of most relevant um, socio-political, pop culture. You movies, know, I think I've seen this is on Netflix, sports. right? No, it's on YouTube. Oh wow! What is it called again? Timeline 1980. Timeline 1980. Okay. And then it'll be timeline 1981. Timeline 19, you know. Gotcha. And they go through just like they even go through sports, you know, current events, um, you know, of course, relevant things. Um, and I mean, each episode's about mm, 15 minutes or so, but they're kind of cool, especially if you lived through it. And yeah. of course, there's a lot, of course, of video games. And so it's pretty cool. I think I'll check that out tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you got something to do later. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Um, I think the channel is Weird History, but I'm not for sure. But all right. Well, I'll, t- I'll put in type timeline. in timeline 1980. It yeah. Pull up. Okay. Cool. Um, let's see. Oh, last but not least. I've been. I watched it originally when it was a net uh, uh, YouTube show, but now that it's on Netflix. I've been watching it. Cobra Kai. Oh, I re. I just yes, I just finished season two last week. Yeah, they are and Netflix is giving them a season yes. three, so I'm really. I know. I I, I I'm really uh, excited to see how that turns out. <laughs> now here's the deal. I'm, it, but when the kids come into play, I'm not loving it. Oh well, you just say. You know the whole high school fight scene and everything. I was just like, uh, whatever. Well, like, it, like any characters. adults would allow, any adults would have allowed that thing to go on that long. And that no, I don't care what. There would have been more people and uh, uh, adults involved. And yeah, mm-hmm. I know their characters, but I'm more interested in Danny and Johnny. Yeah, but. Uh... I don't know, but about the fight at school, eh, I was in, I was involved. You can, you can ask Alex and Brandon, but I was involved in a fight that was similar in the parking lot. And uh, but that well, you weren't going through like three halls and a big foyer. And what kind of fucking high school was that? Jesus Christ, my high school didn't look like that. Oh man, you have you have you should check out high school at uh, Mountain View. In oh Arizona. really? Yeah, Jesus, in your area. Mm-hmm. You, you swear you're on a university campus. Damn. Not okay. a high school. Oh, God. We're so off track. <laughs> In any case, Cobra Kai is awesome. I yes. Just, it just loses my attention when it goes more into the kids. And I understand the reason for it, but I'm more interested in the adult characters. Well, so. that's fine. That's fine. You're just a hater, and that's that's okay. It's all right. Any- <laughs> it's all right. You know what the truth is? I looked it up. What? And that young, the both those young men, the one that plays Johnny and the one that, or Johnny's son and the one that plays Miguel, yeah, they're both old enough legally for me to look at the way I was looking at them. Oh, so you don't feel bad now? <laughs> no, because you know, okay, one good. of them was eight, one of them was nineteen and one was twenty-one. You're like, oh, oh, good. Okay. I'm not a pervert. I'm, I'm not a pervert. I'm just, oh, I'm just, a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the. Uh, I don't lonely. know what are you? <laughs> <laughs> like those are fine looking young men. Oh shit. Oh, they're not really high school boys. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. My conscience is restored. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Well, uh since we'll, we'll cover uh since uh I wanted to have like a little you know, it's funny, Ed was supposed to come to this episode with the uh yeah, like this quiz he wanted to do, this horror quiz he wanted to give us. Uh-huh. And so I decided, nah, well, I usually will do like a backup thing in case, you know, that falls through or to add to it. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got, Ed's got it, so I'm not going to even write out my... Uh, well, yeah, my... but you work with him, so you'll get it from him at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, so now I will just go into what we've, instead of doing that, we're just going to go right into what have you been reading, if anything? If anything, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, actually, I've been, I'm on the, I am on the, I have read five books of the Dresden Files. On what? Of the Dresden Files. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I actually goofed up and read one, two, three, and four, and then nine. 
<laughs> and then oh, and then God. went oh shit and then I went back and back and bought book five and I just started I'm about a third of the way into book five uh, or but so that means I'm I'm on the sixth book but um, I've read those and I'm enjoying the hell out of them you may remember the Dresden Files from a really crappy TV show around 2005 six or something that was on Sci-Fi Channel. It sounds familiar. Yeah, he's the wizard for hire. Okay, okay, okay. I do remember. The that. TV show was <laughs> the TV show was really vanilla, watered down, cheese factor twelve. In the books, he doesn't carry a hockey stick as a wand. Even though in the TV show, I thought that was kind of cute that it's a wizard carrying something that doesn't normally look like a wand. Mm-hmm. But carrying a hockey stick is harder to reveal than a goddamn staff that you can shove in your coat like the character in the book does. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just saying. Um, you know, and there were there were lots of parts that the TV show... The TV show's all right. Um... It wasn't very popular. It only got one season. And I think it's partly because it was, they were trying to do too much CGI. And it was early aughts. Remember early aughts storytelling and the way they would, like, gloss over important shit and give, like, exposition on shit to try and build, ten- like, you know, tension? Right, right. But they weren't really doing it. <laughs> and you were like, that's not how, that's, you're not doing it right. And so the characters would come off a little over the top, you know, a little melodramatic or melodramatic. Uh huh. So that's the way the TV show is. The book is very good. The book is, the books, I said there's 15 of them. So that's why I've been like going through these. Just keeps me from focused on watching the news. I started reading Mary Trump's book. It got too fucking scary and depressing. So I had to put that down for a minute. So, yeah, I was like, oh, God, I'm not even, Trump's not even grown up yet. And I'm like, oh, God, this shit sucks. Um, (laughs) This functional poster child family with money. Um, In any case, so I've been reading the Dresden Files and basically he's a wizard. He's kind of an anti-hero. He's a wizard. He's actually putting himself out there with an office like wizard for hire, like private investigator style. But he's actually taking out supernatural bad guys okay okay he's a little bit rogue um there is a council that you know of wizards that oversees him and he actually is tainted by black magic because in in order to save himself from his first apprentice who was his uncle (laughs) he had to use black magic to kill his uncle kind of he he went sith in, in self-defense. So mm-hmm. he's kind of like, everybody's keeping an eye on him. So he kind of bends the rules a little too much, a little bit, you know. And, right. and But at the same time, the characters are at least interesting. Um, you know, it's not monster of the week. So much. I mean, when you got vampires and werewolves, there's a certain parameter you work with. But at least it, it, it's just the war wizard stuff that's kind of interesting and cool. And it's it's light reading. It is not a Game of Thrones style epic saga, and that's why I've been enjoying the shit out of it. Because there's a lot of humor involved. He's very sarcastic and jaded. So I'm like, I'm loving these books. Okay, all right. Uh, 
What else? Or is that everything? You, well, it's, you've read all the five books, so. I have. I'm on book <laughs> six. And yeah. So that's what so, I've been reading. All right. Well, for me, uh, it's, I don't know. It's, I, it, I was all over. I was all about the last few months, couple months. I've been all about like creature feature stuff. I like uh, one book I read, The Nest. Okay. It's basically um, this small island. Uh, well, it's like um, Staten Island, I think. And um, they get radioactive kind of uh, roaches that kind of mutate. Ew. That mutate and uh, become like carnivorous, and they're killing everybody. And but the the they're not like you know the size of a dog or anything. They're like uh, maybe a, a, a big one would be like nine inches. Yeah, it's done. Yeah, but the two and a like, half inch cockroaches, Hawaii drove me. Yeah, but they were like they're mutated, so they they're flesh eaters, and it it's, just, it's really good. It was called cockroaches the are like zombies anyway. So yes, yeah, it's oh, disgusting. Um, another one I saw or, uh, or uh, got through is um, De-Evolution and it's basically a uh, Bigfoot Okay. a Bigfoot story it was kind of cool it took place it was read it, the, the way it was laid out was kind of like presented kind of like a journal a series of journals okay like a field manual a yeah, field uh, journal yeah uh, you know, this woman was doing a journal to like, you know, work through her stuff and her and her, her husband are, moved out, they're city folks and they moved out to uh, this small town in uh, past St. Helens and it's really, and it, you know, and it slowly works into Bigfoot and it's actually not just one, it's like a, like a tribe of them. Uh-huh. It was, I don't want to give too much away because I want people to actually read it, but it's really or listen to it, audiobooks out there. Um, it's really it was is Max Brooks. It's a guy who also wrote oh wrote World War Z. Right, right. Yeah. So it's unlike this, uh, unlike World War Z, where it kind of gripped you from the very beginning. Um, this one took I don't know. I wasn't sure if I liked it until about just a little about a third of the way in and I was like I was all on board and it was a satisfying ending too so I really liked it um, another one is uh, Mansion and this was basically a story about uh, these two two guys that uh, computer like just genius guys and they uh they worked together on this program that was going to change the world and they ended up uh, splitting. One became kind of a loser, very smart, but a loser. And the other one became Steve Jobs pretty much. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, something happens where they have to work together again. And, uh, and then it just, uh, villainy ensues. It's really good. It was, I liked it more than I thought it would. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's called Mansion. Mansion. Um, and the one I just finished was an audiobook, The Fold, which was really good. It's funny. It's one of the few books I checked out because 
I was in a science fiction area when I wanted to, you know, what I was listening to. Like, you mm. might like this, but what made me listen to, if you listen to an audiobook and you just like one of the, the narrators, because there's, there's people that have like favorite narrators. And yeah. the narrator of this book was also, he also narrates, um, I already forgot his name and I can't look it up right now, of course. Um, he narrates another series of books I like. Uh, anyway, uh, just on the narrator alone, I was like, oh, I like that narrator. He usually picks good stuff. And I got this book kind of based on the narrator, not not the book itself. And I was pleasantly surprised. It was really good. It was, uh, and it's giving you the quick synopsis. is basically um, some scientists figure out uh, a way to make a successful teleportation uh, or, or, or a doorway like you, you, know, you don't really teleport yeah you don't really teleport you just walk a few feet okay uh, like let's say you want to go from like we're in we're in you know I'm in Oregon you're in Washington and you want to go you want to go to New York you just from the from from the time it takes you to walk across the room that's how long it would take you to get into New York like Rick and Morty yeah like <laughs> if that helps <laughs> but um no I don't not that I watch things like that or anything I'm not twisted not me oh I love Rick and Morty but um but um they build this thing and then they have like over a hundred practice runs and it's the government's like funding them and they want uh, 300 million more to the study of this and um, uh, they well, the government one of the government guys since his friend who's like his probably the smartest guy uh, not in the maybe in the world they're not sure because he has a true photographic memory if he okay. reads if he reads it or sees it or hears it, he can repeat it, but he never loses it. That's just it. He he can he remembers his first steps. He remembers uh, he had lunch with you four years ago. He could tell you everything about the day from that time you saw him. I mean, he just has all this callback. So they sent him in as kind of like make sure things are running the way they're supposed to be, and. And and they're so not. Oh, I <laughs> it see. Is, it's really good. It's really good. And I, I, I don't want. I almost want to tell you what it is. He finds out, but it would give away the book. It's the whole okay. point of the book. But it's really good. It's called the fold. The fold. Okay. But that's what I've been reading. That was pretty much it for me. Right now, I'm currently uh, starting. The, I haven't start. I started uh, I'm only a chapter in. But uh, started the audiobook of the sequel to Bird Box. Oh, you know, I haven't watched Bird Box yet. Read it, don't watch the movie. That's what, yeah, a lot of people said, like, eh. yeah, oh, you know what? If you know what, I take that back, watch it first Almost. and then read the book because yeah, I, everyone, yeah. I'll tell you why. Uh, when when I when the when Bird Box first came out. Uh, I was like, oh, I want to see that. I saw, you know, the trailer that Netflix put out, and Paige, um, my friend Paige, she's like, oh, have you read the book? I was like, I didn't even know it was a book. 
So she said, listen to the audiobook. Because I only had like three days before it was coming out. So I listened to the audiobook. And then I watched the movie. And I was so mad at myself. I was like, I wish I saw the movie first. I would have enjoyed the movie more. Right. If I I didn't have the knowledge of the book. And everyone I know that has read the book and seen the movie all agree. If yeah, it's it's not a bad movie if you haven't read the book. Well, there's there's several Stephen King movies that are that way. Yeah. Like I know people who like I I I'm not going to say The Shining is a bad film. I'm not going to say that this, that it's not a wonderful film that I enjoy. I'm just going to say that compared to the book, you know what I mean? Well, 100%. It does Right. You know, so, that's that's why yeah. I like, yeah, the, they're two totally different things. It's, yeah. Uh, um, that's why I like um, Dr. Sleep so much. Right. Because even King, you know, as much as he hates, as much as he hates, um, as much as he hates um, uh, what Krubik did with The Shining, he even incorporated that, that stuff from the movie in Dr. Sleep. Right. And, and I mean, that, 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 that was, and the movie, you know, follows the movie, the book follows the book. Yeah. But in, but in Dr. Sleep, it, it, he, he married the, the book version and the, and the movie version in a way that it, it really, you know, it really it wasn't felt a huge different difference. No, no, it wasn't. And it really felt like one story, but yeah, I know what you mean. They're two totally different, uh, two totally different things. But um, I'm only a chapter in, so I'm just going to reserve judgment until, you know, I have a little further in. But so far, so good. Takes place, okay. takes place eight years after the first book. Okay. But uh, that's it for me. Alrighty then. Well, I want to get to the show at hand here. The whole reason we're here, this is... The, my favorite time of year, not just because oh. it's, not just because it's Halloween, uh, but which is you know that is part of it. But I, I am at the risk of sounding like Faye. I love the fall. I uh-huh. love it. I love the changing of the leaves. I love sweater weather. It's not too cold, not too hot. You know, you might get a warm day here and there. It's just I love the fall. But. Um, that all being said, uh, he loves pumpkin spice. Oh God, no, no. You I know, don't. actually, in the in the old days, the the ingredients of pumpkin spice, nutmeg, clove, and um, cinnamon, mm-hmm. are all herbs used to ward off evil. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's oh funny. okay, yeah, I got it. Uh-huh. But I love Halloween, and uh, the movie we're doing tonight is Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie Trick or treat. I love this movie. It is uh, kind of a comedy horror. Uh, it's campy. Yeah, on purpose though. Yeah, but it's not. It's not in incidental. your face about it. It's very, you know, it's very uh, tongue in cheek. And it uh, anyway, 2007. And this movie is kind of surrounded by a little controversy because the studio did not have faith in it and didn't release it right away. I can't remember why. I don't know why. It was such a. It got shelved, 
and it didn't get a theatrical release, and it, it came out. I've never out, even heard of it, so you were well, like, "You got to watch this." Yeah, and then uh, it came out. Yeah, Ed and I both were big uh, fans of this movie, but it came out, and then it did it hit cult status like immediately, and then the studio kind of realized they fucked up and tried to re-release it in theaters, you know, but give it a little bit of theatrical run, but it was very select but a movie could have been a huge movie and if the studio had faith in it it would have it, you know it probably it would have been, been a, it would have been, been a bigger success financially financially it would have been probably akin to what scream was you know yeah, maybe as far as popularity oh, cuz yeah. it's kind of in the same genre ish well, Although this screams now, this, a lot more obnoxious about it. No, this this has more teeth than screams. Scream, I on. know, but I mean, when you're talking about the campy horror and the and the interrelating stories. Mm-hmm. So, but um, it was um, it's, it's movie would have been a bigger financial hit had the studio had you know faith in it, which is this movie's great, but um. Yeah, it was made had a budget of twelve million and it made twelve point one. So it which, broke even. Oh, kinda. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, almost. Uh, it was a shame. But I'll get in. Let's get into it, and then we'll talk. Uh, talk about it. I'll give a IMDb uh, synopsis. Five interwoven interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin must have have just met the guy of her, uh, just the guy for her. A group of teenagers pull a mean prank. A woman who loathes the night has to contend with her holiday-obsessed husband. And a mean old man meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick-or-treater. Mm-hmm. And that is the plots of Trick or Treat. You know what I really like about this movie? Love about this movie? Hmm. I, I love how it feels like the eighties. The way yeah, they, it, it, it does. It's just so ah, it was just perfect. I loved I loved the way the way it was shot. I love the stories. I really it just it feels like Halloween. It feels what? like a movie that you should revisit every year. What I like is the sequential order of the stories is back and forth mm-hmm. and interrelated. It, 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 and, you know, even with the opening credits and stuff, it has a creep show vibe to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's why you think it feels so 80s because it very much has a. Like, I was like, this could be a few episodes of Creep Show. You know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it has very much that vibe to it, that visual to it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like this movie a lot. And, and you know, when I first saw it, it was four interrelated stories, I was like, oh, is this going to be another one of those Halloween anthologies? But no, they it literally interrelate the stories. And there are four different stories going on. And even, you know, in the, the couple that they talk about that she hates the night, you know, the, you start with them and then have the, you know the murders with them and then you go into another storyline and another storyline and eventually that couple like bumps into them 
and it said earlier that day you know yeah and and so and it was just kind of like this interwoven of oh you actually have to pay attention <laughs> yeah yeah I, I really it's just it's just expertly done and the director he didn't you know I, I like that even though he got screwed on this movie he, he you know he, he he was able to go on and do you know see success because this uh, you know Michael Dog 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 okay, I can never pronounce his name Dogery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also directed uh, Krampus. I don't know if you've seen that movie. That yeah, not all of it, but yeah. He he also did uh, Godzilla King of Monsters, which is oddly enough, always and I were watching today. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> well, and and you know the cast, all of those actors are pretty oh, well yeah. known character in TV Absolutely. and movie yep. actors. Yeah. Um, like the gal that plays, you know, the the virgin, which I thought was a good hook, and I was like. Okay, there's got to be a hook on this. Is it vampire or werewolf, right? Yeah. You know, and I was like, it's just like, mm, okay. I was leaning vampire because they kept saying my first time, you know. But mm-hmm. um, she is the gal from True Blood. Yeah, and she plays a vampire. Vampire. Ah. Yeah. So, you you know, see what they did there? See what they <laughs> well, did there? Well, well yeah, she she's was, not she was, a vampire. Yeah. She, she wasn't, wasn't on the, the. She's in love with the vampire. Yeah. Well, then show off. And to be honest, I don't think the show existed yet. No, probably not. But yeah, Anna Paquin, Brian Cox, Dylan Baker. You know, Dylan Baker. Remember him from? You know, he's he was the pedophile dad in Happiness. Yes, I thought so. I was like, is that the pedophile dad in Happiness? Yeah. And you're wondering if dad's like a pedo creep, and then no, come to find out he's a serial killer, raising <laughs> his kid to be a serial killer. You know, it's yeah. Like, you're like, I mean, will he or won't he kill that kid? <laughs> no, no, he's just teaching the kid how to how know. to do it. Ew. I, I, I just love this. I just love this movie. But uh, yeah, it's just chock full of uh, of uh, known actors. And even the the kids were good actors. Oh yeah, yeah. The kids with the spooky, scary story. And the one thing that the only thing I didn't put together was the bus driver and the creep and the crabby old man. Oh, really? I didn't put that together until like I was like, oh shit, the picture in the third. What the duh? Right? <laughs> I was like, that was the one thing, and I was like, good on them. You know, because usually you know I'm, people get pissed off watching these movies with me because I'm like this and this, and you know that's gonna happen, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Man. So it, it had something that I didn't figure out right away, and I thought that that I love that. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I, I can't say enough nice stuff about this movie. It's just one of those movies I I really enjoy and I like to revisit. And it's it's one of those for me. It's one of those I could go to sleep watching this movie. <laughs> it, you know, and uh, even though it's violent and scary, and there's jump scares and creepiness and stuff, but yeah. It's not over the top. No. The creepy little the creepy little Halloween trick or treater guy was really I liked him. I thought he was adorbs. Yeah. Oh, this movie was entirely shot in uh, Vancouver, BC. Oh, okay. Just a good hop, skip, and a four-hour jump from us yeah. across the border into Canada. Canada. In Amer- a- in America, Junior. Erica <laughs> Jr. Oh uh, well, um, 
I don't know what else to say about it, but uh, that is trick or treat. I was um, pleasantly surprised. Me too. Me too. And folks, uh, as far as the podcast, I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna we have another episode planned. I don't know if Audrey and I are gonna continue to do this, as well as our uh, other podcast, oh, um, Sorry Right Number, which will be out every Monday. Um, if you're listening to this, it's already out. So. Um, so yeah, give us some feedback. Let us know if you'd like us to keep doing both podcasts, which podcast you like better, etc. and so forth. Yeah, you can go to uh, the Podcast of the Damned Facebook page or Nomad Flicks Facebook page or mine, Damon Parson at Facebook.com, Audrey Barrett at Facebook.com. You can get a hold of us that way. We will see you guys next month. Shoots. Hello, I'm Damon. Um, oh, sorry. And I'm Audra. <laughs> and we are Podcast of the Damned. Uh, this is part two of the same episode. I know it sounded like we ended, but uh, I figured we tagged this little review on the end and and last week when we recorded the first part part one uh-huh we were literally couldn't see a block away in the hellfire oh yeah and we, now it is currently deluge yeah it was raining uh yeah we uh we are both uh Audra's in Vancouver, I'm in Portland, and we were both surrounded by forest fires. So the air quality and this the whole this whole region of the country was just on fire, and we finally have rain. Like so. um, we were at the the top level that the EPA called Mordor level was five <laughs> is five hundred, and at one point we were in the seven hundreds. We have been in the over five hundreds for two weeks. And it's raining. Yeah, we, it's raining. Uh, we we uh, we broke the record. We had the worst air quality <coughs> in, in the, the world, world. <laughs> for for about f- like, four. Like okay, five days. I don't have the top on my Jeep right now, and so I borrowed my my friend's car so I could drive to work without having to wear a mask because like covid mask we're beyond covid mask level mask oh yeah you know oh yeah and so we're so happy it's raining hell to the my cat was like actually pissed because she's like for the last like two weeks she's gone and looked outside and went i don't want to be out in this right yeah our titus was confused that he couldn't go outside well she didn't want to go out she would walk out look up and turn around go back inside and so this morning she was like all excited and I let her out, and she's like, "Well, we have to let him now. out, to, you know." Well, the, yeah, him, okay. he's That's a why dog. Why have a cat? They shit in a mug. <laughs> they shit in a more contained area. Your dog's shit is giant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. But uh, he would he would go out and like want to stay out or not. You know, he's probably confused why he couldn't go on walks. It was just bad. But yeah, it was, and now now it's going to be flooding. Yeah, let's so. hey, we'll take it. This is actually normal weather for this time of year. Oh, absolutely, yeah. actually. So yes, we're we're just rejoicing in the rain. 
Yes. And you know what rain means? It means mud. And you know what that means? I just got a new transmission in the Jeep. We gonna get some mud. Ah, I don't like going. I, I never, Come on! I, I've never, I've never gotten into that. Going mudding in, in the Jeep. Come on, let's go mudding. Ah. The tops off. It'll fleet. You'll get like it on you because there's no. Because like even Ooh, the half fine. doors, even the half <laughs> doors are mesh, so it's not even enclosed on the doors. Although one of the one of the guys I work with, I've been giving him rides for a while because he's saving up for a car because he's literally carless because. Mm -hmm. His car done died. Um, and he was like, you know, of all my friends, you have the least safe vehicle. And yet, <laughs> at the same time, you actually, like, I feel completely safe in your vehicle because you know how to drive and you don't drive like an <laughs> asshole. And I'm like, yeah, you fall out my Jeep. It's not my fault. So, <laughs> so if we go four-wheeling, you're not going to fall out my Jeep. I promise. I don't want to get mud on me. All right, I'll do it. If you watch uh, Titanic. Oh, Jesus. Shut <laughs> the fuck up with the Titanic. Oi, bro. Uh, that's going to be my, that's gonna be my, uh, okay. my way out. I well, don't. <laughs> I've seen the clips. I've seen the memes. I read part of the script at one point. It's not the same. Because I was like. And you know it's not. That's why you're saying those things. It's not the same. Boy meets girl on a boat that's. Like, I know more about the actual Titanic than is covered in that movie. Well. Like, the boat was made, the, the, the company that made the boat advertised it as unsinkable, and yet they actually cut corners with the metal and didn't make it in the top quality iron, and also oh, so didn't much, rivet it properly. So much like, went wrong with the sinking of Titanic, though. Like, you think, I'm like, okay, why do I want to watch a movie that's going to depress me? Oh, shut up. You watch serial killer documentaries <laughs> round the goddamn clock. I don't want to hear that bullshit. <laughs> shut up. I don't know all the serial killers. I just know some of them. Oh, Jesus, Lord. <laughs> I've never had a man tell me, you know, it's really actually kind of disturbing how much you know. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> Creep. Maybe that's why I'm single. <laughs> Looking to kill people. No, you, that's too much work in the disposal. You should be watching it and taking notes. I don't understand the taking notes part. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Wait. No, that's my, that's my book of shadows. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of El Diablo... <laughs> We are doing a review of 1976 versus 2006, The Omen. Oh, Lord. All right. I, this, this movie came out in 74. 76. I'm sorry, you're right. 76. It was uh, pitched in 74 because it was a big to-do to get this movie it, This made. is on the verge. This is on the cusp of the satanic panic. This is the occulty 70s at its height. Well, yeah, because, you know, you know <coughs> the whole thing with Satanic Panic, it was uh, it kind of, what kicked it off was kind of uh, Anton LaVey's book. Yeah. Because what happened when he, opened, yeah. when he opened, when he wrote the Satanic Bibles in 1969, mm -hmm. when, uh, and he opened the Church of Satan, he was really promoting a lot of like hedonism type stuff. Yeah, it's hedonism and atheism. Yeah. It's absolutely hedonism and atheism. And so, you know, that's how he kind of 
fashioned it. Because he... Let's, uh, let's I, I gotta give him props. He was really fucking great at marketing. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest, though. He was just trying to get laid. He was just trying Dude, to get laid. Well, okay. Here's the deal. At that point, Jack Parsons was like still running around. I think it was the early 60s. He's still running around. Mm-hmm. Jack Parsons, who started Jet Propulsion Labs, okay, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, everybody's heard of Jet Propulsion Lab, right? All right. Um, Google it if you haven't. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, he was dabbling, or not, not dabbling, he was full on occulty fucking ceremonial, like doing all the hedonism, yeah. all the like altar shit, getting the the robes and the chanting and the whole, he was, he was even doing magic on like launch sites. So, you know, you had the mad scientist there. He and, and like Alistair Crowley were still buds. Alistair's like old at this point. Right. And Alistair and Levon, uh, uh, and LeVay were, but were pen pals and, and like L Ron Hubbard, like hung out at, at um, Parsons fucking like late mid to late sixties, you know, hedonism, like occulty magic mm-hmm. warlock retreat. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it's like when Anton LeVay opened the COS, uh, Church of Satan, it became a Hollywood, like, it was like in vogue. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Rat Pack, Rat Pack was there. All kinds of celebrities. Jane Mansfield died leaving there. He was the occulty Hugh Hefner. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So... But when uh, these so because it was in, almost in fashion to the dabble in the occult, it leaked into Hollywood. So you well, started getting these movies and books, and we're starting to see uh, uh, a lot of um, a lot of movies were sprung from that. You got the Exorcist, you got the Omen, you got a lot of Salem's Lot. Well, Salem's Lot was later seventies. It was like seventy six. It was the same year as this. Um, but um, it was just kind of, you know, in fashion. So you had a lot of this satanic panic. Everyone's always hearing stuff. Demons. Yeah, and and you were seeing a lot of, uh, you know, Helter Skelter, all that shit. You know, that demons. just just fed that hysteria. Revelations and diamonds. And diamonds. Because hedonism... Well, you know, this society was built on a Puritan platform, yeah. so hedonism is the uh, exact opposite of Puritanism. So you thus, had, like... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. But thus, the, you know, the boomers were fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Quite a bit. <laughs> and so you had, like, this uh, satanic panic really hit its peak. It got its, like, start around 72, 73, 74, kind of... Kind of died down, and then it picked up real big around seventy-eight through 80. 80, 82. I'd say yeah, eighty-two, yeah. eighty-three, because we started seeing like you know late seventies. We're seeing like Son of Sam, uh, Manson family. Oops. We're seeing a lot of serial killers come to light. Yeah, uh, Jim Jones. You oh, know. Jim Jones. So oh. it just kind of fed it, and then that also a lot of movies reflected that. So, The Omen was one of the. If there was a Mount Rushmore of satanic panic movies, The Omen would be right well, up there. Well, it's right up there. With it's like The Exorcist. Now, and yeah, that was what I was going to say. With The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby is another um, one. Yeah, like, um, even there was that, God, ah, I got to look it up. There was a Shatner movie. Oh, uh, uh, Tony Savalov. 
Tony Savalas was also in it. Yeah, Shatner. Okay, the rain something. Oh, oh. Uh, Devil's Rain? Yes! Devil's, Devil's Rain. Rain. Where Shatner was like the embodiment of the devil. Yeah. But he was like ingratiating. Like, th it was a huge amount. Also, what was going on at that point was, you know, I don't know, similarities with history repeating itself or nothing. Yeah. But yeah, we won't go there. But, <laughs> but yeah, this is like on the early onset of the satanic panic where they were still making iconic art rather than well yeah well this is uh the 70s 70s Sick. was the last uh, yeah i mean the 70s era you know, oh. from, from you know all of the 70s up until 77 uh 78 i think um when movies started making over 100 million dollars but in the 70s it was like the last era where Directors or just filmmakers in general are allowed to. It was art over budget. I mean, over over product. I mean, they were there to make money, but they were still allowed to take chances. Mm -hmm. And that all went away with the advent of uh, of the blockbuster after '77, right. after Jaws, and then made a hundred million, and then Star Wars made a hundred hundred million the year after that, and then you had horror movies started making hundred million with with. Um, Halloween the mm -hmm. very next year so that then they kind of stripped that away and then you even had Blues Brothers making a bunch of money which was like an SNL freaking yeah like, but it, it didn't it didn't play it didn't it was an it didn't iconic make film million, it didn't make but, million, but I'm talking about when the blockbuster yeah. became a thing but it was they started it's stripping still considered a, a blockbuster so yeah. yeah but I'm talking about past that breaking yeah. that 100 million especially in 1970s it could you know uh, it, it changes it changes everything so it's like uh, it becomes a, a corporate machine now and that's kind right. of where they started stripping away directors uh, very few less and less directors were allowed to take chances and this is like you look at the omen you look at Rosemary's baby you look at the Exorcist you look at these early films they're 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 held in high regard because of the quality they were now, these are big studio films, but they're by directors that were allowed to just... They're almost more like... These movies are almost more like dark dramas more yeah, than horror. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? No. I, because at, there's not at the a risk lot of... of sounding snobby, it just it feels more like a horror they're film. They're cerebral. Yeah, the horror they're film. They're cerebral. They're designed to scare you, not with, with visual shocking, but with situational and emotional well, and they're, they're mind fucking yeah but these no, but but that's that what aside, makes it horrific that aside i'm not talking about what makes it so much scary but the the way they feel like they really you know you had these top tier actors mm -hmm. all of them is iconic actors even if you go to like exorcist and 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 the, the the movies are just done very well. But a very, lot of but you must admit a lot of those top tier actors were at the uh, end like latter end of their absolutely careers. absolutely. But they were still they were still they were top, still oh I I ain't dissing top them. bills. I'm you just know, saying they weren't actors. they weren't up and coming. They weren't in their peak. They were like in their like oh he's guaranteed to make this perfect. Yeah. You know he's yeah. a professional, and, they're still and people want to see characters. Him. They just don't. They don't make horror movies like this anymore. Is all I'm no, saying. No, they don't. And uh, I, I, 
I will just I'll get I'll read a synopsis even though you know everyone should it's know. It's the omen, dude. But uh, we'll just get into it. Uh, the mysterious deaths surround an American ambassador. Could the child that he is raising actually be the Antichrist, the devil's own son? And uh, you know this is Gregory Peck, Lee Remnick, directed by Richard Donner. Now I, I don't I don't I know you don't like fall directors but richard donner only the cute ones like eli roth he's adorable <laughs> anyway <laughs> always <laughs> you and you and your cooch <laughs> richard donner did like some important films he did like superman Ooh. he did superman 2 even though you know we didn't took years later where we got finally like the richard donner cut of superman 2 because Studio You're talking it. the reboot, not yeah. the '80s, not the Christopher Reeve Superman, but the. I'm talking Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh, you're talking Christopher that Richard oh, Donner. Okay, okay. Um, wow, okay. Uh, he also did the Toy. He did Lady Hawk. He oh, did, he Lady, did the, I love Lady Hawk. He did the Goonies. Goonies he, was all right. Shut your it, mouth. It's shut great your if you mouth. were twelve. It's wonderful if you're twelve, thirteen. Well, it's an iconic film. You shut oh, your whore mouth. But, but I'm I'm like <laughs> fifty now, and it's not it's not the same. I'm not much. Yeah, I'm just slightly younger, and it is of course it's it's what it represents. It, it, oh no, I ain't distant. I'm just saying it's silence. I'd rather <laughs> there's a few I'd rather watch. Shut it. He did Lethal Weapon one through four. No, I like. I, well, Lethal Weapon 1, 2, and 3 and a half. <laughs> yeah, 4 is a bit much, but yeah. uh, I, I think 1 and 2 are perfect. 1 and perfect, 2 are perfect. Perfect 80s Three's action films. 3's all great. 4 was like, all right, you're trying to make some money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, they're all there just to hang out. Like, I, I ain't uh, gonna fuck with you, bro. He, he did Scrooge. Some... He did Radio Flyer. Yeah, right. He did Maverick. I love Maverick. So I love, basically, 70s, 80s. Yeah. 90s, too. 90s, even. Yeah, Maverick. That was 94. He did Assassins. I don't care for that one. You know, Lethal Weapon 4 was 98. Um, last movie he made was 16 Blocks, when that's with most Def. And, uh, and um, uh, Bruce Willis. But, you know, Richard Darner is 90 right now. He's 90 years old. Damn. Okay. Yeah, so... Props, bro. I, I think he's an excellent director. And this was one of his first films. So, to be honest, if if I were 90 years old, he's probably a consultant and getting a director's fucking oh. credit. And, and he's, like, more of a consultant. And well, he's getting last full movie. fucking credit. Well, because probably. Be, and they're paying him the full... They're like, brada, please, we are not worthy... Work for us. <laughs> well, his last movie was 2016. So. It doesn't matter. Like, he is probably not on set 20 hours a day. May, with probably like not. Probably he's probably not. like... But every decision has to go through him. Yes, I mean, sir. Like, that's what I'm saying. But he's then the, again, look he's at... He's the project manager. Then again, look at George Miller. I mean, look at Fury Road. That was an excellent action film. He was 70. Dude, when I saw... The, the guy pre- never missed a step. When when Okay, when I saw the preview... Now, you remember, I was living on Kauai at the time, and I told you what a production it was just to go to mm-hmm. the theater. Yeah. The one theater on the island. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we had gone to see the Star Trek movie, and the the Army, or Into the Darkness. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they showed the trailer for, no, it was The Hobbit. I'm sorry, it was The Hobbit. Okay. It was part three of The Hobbit. And they showed the trailer of Fury Road. 
and I was there with Cabana Boy, mm -hmm. my, my little, little Cabana Boy, mm -hmm. and he had not, he had seen, um, the third one. Okay. He, okay. he was not a Mad Max fan. He had seen one of the... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't if He's, that was my first one Well, either. he was 23. You know, I mean, yeah. That's the only one that George Miller... He directed, because that's his, uh, that's his he brainchild. Had, yeah, he had seen Thunderdome. Yeah. Yeah. And so Thunderdome was the only one he only half directed. That's why it's only half good. Because but, he left when the producer... Because George Miller, it's... That's the movie... Mad Max is the movie that got him into the film business. Because right. he was a successful dentist for yeah, many years. Right. We all got a day job, <laughs> But, uh... No, it was just like, who leaves a practice that you have, like, multiple... He had, like, a chain. Because motherfucker! Okay. <laughs> and he wanted to make movies. So, um... That movie on Thunderdome, uh, he left production because his producer that produced all the movies up to that point died. It was his best friend. So he hired someone to finish the movie. That's why the kids got added. They just had to do shit on the fly. But the thing is, is the kids getting added, there is kind of a reference. And, and anyway, we're not going to go into that yeah. deep. <laughs> but anyway, I'm at the movies seeing the preview and they just show the dust storm and the cars going and I'm like, yeah, silently in yeah. my seat, just, yeah. <laughs> and this cabana boy is like, what? And he whispers like, what's up? And I'm like, bra, bra, bra. And he's like, what? And then they start doing that. I'm like, ah. And I'm just like, the seat's wet. Because I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I love Fury Road. I know a lot of people great. have dissed it. I fucking love no, it. No, it, it was a very successful movie. Dude, did you watch the YouTube um where they released how the guys that made the cars made the cars. No. Oh, they have this whole like documentary released where they basically like turn them loose in a retro junkyard and let them have like they're they're dudes who design cars. Yeah, yeah. And they're like have fun with it. That's like awesome. come up with some shit. And I'm all, oh, you know. That's awesome. So, but yeah. yeah, Richard Donner is the director. Uh, so yeah, goddamn. So. um... He, uh, I, I love this movie. I think it is, I, I'm a, I am a, a big fan of the films of the 70s. It was just, it was just a different, you know, it was like the last era where, you know, you'll, you'll see directors now that have a style and, and flair, but it's so few of them. More, you know, the studios let directors be directors back well, then. Well, they allowed them to be artists. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, and it, it just shows. This movie is just expertly put together. It's It really feels more like a dark drama. It is a dark drama. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and when I say that, like, I don't love it as much as you do, I'm not hating on it. You best not. Okay, I'm like, okay, okay, we're not going to have, like, an uncomfortable argument. Oh, we, don't, we don't have uncomfortable <laughs> arguments. I know. At least I, know. I don't think they're that bad. Except for the Titanic. But in oh, any case, you know. We'll watch it we'll, <laughs> In any case. So, so, like, I believe it's an iconic movie. Um, I am someone who's not, like, it, it doesn't emotionally invest me mm -hmm. quite to the level as it does those with some <coughs> dog, dogmatic programming. <coughs> In any case, and the, the pre-satanic panic, like, cusp. Um, what, you know, and I, and I respect the 70s movies, especially because of what they were able to achieve with the lack of technology. 
-hmm. there's no green screen there's no goddamn um cgi like no just this the, is all practical effects yeah but at the same time there's a pacing issue with some of it that yes this is practical effect and yet there are some of the murders that it's like oh you see the truck backing up for like 20 seconds as he's sitting there in the street you wouldn't think motherfucker to hear it because it's a really loud truck and like the vault, you know, and, and it's this Rube Goldberg slow-mo. Well, here it is. Here's the thing. That's because you're so used to... Like quick cuts. Quick cuts now. Well, I want something in between the quick cut and the, like, I do, do, do you not see this shit is coming? Like, are you force feeding me that this murder is going to happen? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's what it is. But, um... And that's part of the 70s movies that I'm less attached than you are. Well, that's more thats more or less um, a technical preference. And it's not really well, storytelling. I, I, I don't know. I, like, I love this movie. I think it's... it's it, it's, it is a... It is well-deserved... Um, a well-deserved uh, iconic status. It's not... As far as I'm concerned, it's not like no. something that's... Uh, uh, not deserved. It did deserve oh, to not, be. I'm not invalidating it, but you know there are a lot of things within the storyline that don't hold up to a more um, recent audience for viewing. Like, like um, the fact that the mother is actually a very peripheral, peripheral character. Mm -hmm. Okay, most of the creepy shit happens with her but overall she's really downplayed and very like removed from it until like well i'm sorry it's a what 40 something year old movie yeah, she's 40, killed 44 year old movie she's killed okay yeah um so well that's the story i know well, but, she shouldn't be killed because no she's a no woman? no no it's the fact that I don't feel that that character was developed as much as they should have been and given an active role mm -hmm. because she was a woman and that was kind of like the the paradigm of the of the day. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, the whole Rube Goldberg, that the, the whole Rube, Rube Goldberg way of the killings is, is one of, like, nothing is direct. It's like lightning hits here and causes that to shift. And then that breaks, and then that swings down, and then the marble hits, and and the anvil falls. Uh, well, that which is very of its day, but it's kind of Bugs Bunny. Yeah, or uh, Roadrunner. Again, that's more of a technical thing. Right. So basically, all of my bitches about this are a technical issue. <laughs> Nitpicky. <laughs> oh wait, wait till he has a moment. But, oh well, hey, shit. There won't be one, because I love this movie. But, like, okay, here's the deal. One thing, okay, well, go ahead. Here's the deal. You're, you you have a child. Mm-hmm. And, and I do believe that there was a life-changing um, moment in the delivery room that you have spoken about often. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, if she had, God forbid, been stillborn, and a priest comes up That to is you, the one thing I was going to say. <laughs> It's funny you brought that up. That was the one thing I was like, this movie, I was going to say, this movie is great, but 
if someone told me I couldn't see them, right? Or they wouldn't. I would one. I wouldn't just let it go. Like, oh well. And he's not like you. He's an ambassador. Yeah, I it would have. There was no fucking way you're gonna stop me from seeing that. Mm -hmm. Other than physically stopping me, if if I I want to see him and and they're trying to talk me out of it, no, I want to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they say the and child's wait, stillborn, oh, and he well, just kind of gives up. Well, now you'd be in the delivery room, even if there's yeah, a, yeah. This is the seventies. That, like, that wouldn't even if there's a C-section, you're in the delivery room. Yeah, now. well, I you was. Know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was. Yeah, <laughs> but, so like back then. But this no. is yeah, this is nineteen. Yeah, I mean, this is supposed to be present day. So this is nineteen seventy-four, or yeah, seventy-four. Six. Is it four or six? Six. Seventy-six. Yeah, <clears throat> even in the eighties. Early '80s, you wouldn't, you know, it was it wasn't common to have the dad in the delivery room. And you know, like some so of the I effects don't, I don't give up, it that. Those, yeah. Some of the effects makeup I felt for what it was could have been trying a little harder, but like it's what? St- it just some of the the like the blood on his bandage was like he had a bandage on him, and it was like, oh, it's all like blood right here in this one spot. And you're all like, couldn't they have like faded it out and made it look no, more real? That's very like, nitpicky. You know, I, that whatever. is so nitpicky. Right. And it's the '70s. But it's because and we've it's done 70s. this shit. Yeah, and yeah. I've but, done not everyone, more. but not like, everyone. But not everyone has. You watched me give myself a black eye that people actually thought on Facebook. Yeah. I had a real black eye, and I think my makeup was better than theirs. And I used fucking eyeshadow and and stuff. So I think there were yeah, some but, technical issues that, that, that could have been better yeah, for was, what it was in the budget it had. Well, the, it's funny. The yeah, still, I think that's very nitpicky. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's of the time. A lot of but movies back then, that. the blood was actually, like, red, red, right. like, fire engine red. red. That's most, you know, movies of that time. That's just of the time. Well, like, the kid, though. That kid uh, yeah, was little Damien. awesome. He was four. You know how he, he got... He was the best actor in the whole movie. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but Well, and good. who lets a crazy nanny, like, just commandeer your parenting? Yeah, oh, you, dude, that happens more often than not. Oh, really? Anyone that has a ne- yeah, oh, I'm okay. afraid, you know, that happens more well, often. Well, I don't than have not. kids, so I guess you know. Um, that little boy, you know what? What got him? To, to, there's a funny story. Uh, how they got him as Damien? Okay, Donner, Donner asked the little boy to come at him, uh, like attacking for like for that. There, his audition was the scene where he freaks out when he's like going to the church. Mm-hmm. Remember he claws his mom. Mm-hmm. So Donner asked the little boy to come at him as if he was attacking Catherine Thorne, who plays the mom, during the church wedding scene. The boy screamed and clawed at Donner's face and kicked him in the groin during this act. Donner oh, white, whipped the kid off him, ordered the kid's hair to be dyed black, and cast him right then as Damien. What is that kid doing now? <laughs> um, that kid now... Oh my gosh, yeah, he's uh, he's fifty years old. Well, duh. Yeah, I, for, I just I forget, you know. <laughs> he was only in three movies. Um, the um, that's oh wow, yeah, three movies. He was Damien in the Omen. That was his first mm-hmm. movie in nineteen eighty. He was in another movie called uh, Gagon the Savage, the TV movie starring um um. Uh, what's his name? He played in Kung Fu. 
David Carradine? David Carradine. And he was a tabloid reporter in the Omen 2006 version. Mm. So the guy is not in acting. Uh, Harvey Stevens. Is he producing or directing or just not out? No, he was just... He's he, just the power already. He was just... In, he's having a normal life. Good yeah, for him. Looks like it. Well, it's just... Yeah, I mean... this. Yeah, I guess my issues with this movie have all been just technical of, you know, even taking into account the the what was available at the time. Yeah. You know, so that's all I have to say. Well, um... I like this movie a lot. Um, it was, uh, it was just, you know, it was just a great movie of the time. Uh, the budget for this movie was uh, two point eight, and the budget of um, two point eight million to was budgeted for it and another 2.8 to market it so that's what 4.2 or 5.2 5. 5.6 5. god damn it what the fuck I am too high <laughs> and I can't do math because <laughs> I'm just a split tail well, and I don't know how to I don't know how to do numbers you it's when I... you put letters with them that I lose my shit <laughs> well the movie uh, yeah so they have budget of um 5.6 grossed to date no no whenever i uh do it it's during its theatrical run i'll never give those numbers although the gross to date is to, to date is too inaccurate and 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 it presents a global market yeah i i want to go through what its theatrical run its entire theatrical <coughs> run um, so it, it made, yeah, it was made for 5.6 and it grossed 61 million. God dom- damn, motherfucker. Dom- domestically. Shit. So, uh, no, no, worldwide, I'm sorry. So Still, that was, so that was, that a, was like, a very a, successful. That was mega at, at the time. Yes. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, less than 6 million to make and, and it grossed 61. So, in order for any movie to be considered a success, it has to make three times. I made well over that. Well, well, well don't make me do the math. Although, <laughs> I remember in third grade when the teacher said, well, you know, you have to learn this shit because you're not going to carry a calculator around with you wherever you go. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. What, what, what we didn't know. I was in, like, third grade. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, uh, it's a like. Uh, oh, Audra, dude, Audra yeah, no. less than me. I but... like it, but I don't like it, it. It doesn't make me have a horror orgasm like you do. How dare you? Oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> we'll find something that twists your twist nip, my twist, twist your nips. Yep. Uh, and maybe in 2006, The Omen, starring uh, Liv Schreider, Liv. Liv Schreiber. Liv Schreiber, thank you. Uh-huh. And Julia Stiles, who you don't see enough of. I, I really like, like her. Julia Stiles. Yeah, me I've, too. Remember that, what was that movie, um, the, the fucking world was ending and they were having the brunch, the Sunday brunch? Oh, she yeah. Was, uh, she was uh, fucking amazing in that movie. She's good in the, in the Bourne movies. Yeah. I like her. I, I have kind of a little crush on her. She's She's all right. Um, Lev Shriver, man, he, 
I like I him. like him. He's like a man's man. You know I what would, mean? I would, I would, oh, I, you, 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 enough <laughs> with you. I know what you do. <laughs> I'm talking about, like. He's a handsome motherfucker. Uh, he was also, in my opinion, the best Sabretooth of all the versions of him. And he was, an, unfortunately, in a bad movie. Well, here's but the he deal. Was hands down the best Sabretooth. So, so here's the deal. Like, like Gregory Peck. He was a well-known character actor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Gregory, oh, Gregory Peck, Peck's a leading man. He was an A-lister. He, he was an A-lister, but at the time, he was in the first home, and he was no longer like a leading man so much because he was at his end of his years. Yeah. He was, you know, Liv Schreiber was a, like in the middle, like the heyday of his career, mm-hmm. you know, and... I, I yeah, he was hands down the best actor on the whole show, and I I'm gonna tell you technically and everything I like this version. This is the first time I've actually said I like this version better. It it's I I, I don't. I mean I don't dislike this movie. I like this movie, but I I think I think the yeah just this one is cut a little different. Has a couple jump scares. It's, it it's is definitely essentially. It's not it, a shot for shot. No, it's not. It's not. But it's goddamn close. It's pretty close. Um, but I think all your gripes were just technical ones, and these meet those, all those yes, gripes exactly. But it's just uh, it's if just you an compare editing. the movies, I think this. I think slightly you would better. like the same movie, the original movie, if it was just edited this way yes probably <laughs> so probably um, so it was uh uh but this one is uh, you know it because was... they didn't do like crazy fast jump uh, crazy action this is still a cerebral movie oh yeah for the most part um what did you think about mia farrow playing the uh the nanny this week? i loved it that was a good nod i was like oh that was good, nice that was a good nod even you know she she was part of that early satanic panic era so she was you know she was the i thought she, she did a great nanny yeah better than the other nanny in the first one because she was less over the top creepy and more like subtly creepy and mm-hmm. commanding Whereas the other one I thought was just melodramatic. Yeah, but Mia Farrow, you know, obviously uh, Rosemary's baby. Right. Okay, Mia Farrow is 74 now. So she was 60 in this movie. 59 Mm -hmm. or 60. Mm -hmm. She looks fucking great. I was like, god damn, Mia Farrow, you know, she could get it if she wanted it in this movie. (laughs) I just thought she looked, you know, looked great. Well, Well, you know... According to my boss, it's all the hydro, the adrenochromes they've been drinking. Adrenochromes. Uh, Hollywood drinks adrenochromes. Though it's the um, the UFO aliens are satanic aliens are harvesting children and raping them to harvest the adrenochromes that their pineal glands make when you put them in trauma of that nature. And then the Hollywood people drink it, and that's why they look so good. So, this is the person that signs your checks? <laughs> wow. Yep. You work for a special, but special person. sadly, this is like a big fucking deal on the internet. Well, there you go. Now, I'm against <laughs> child trafficking, and I know it's... But you're pro adrenal gland. Uh, <laughs> so, where did... Someone get me some adrenochromes. And oh, whatever it's <laughs> called. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, 
like, you know, people have asked me, how do you, like, stay looking young? Because I will say, people tell me I don't. the blood of the youth. Right. I'm like, <laughs> you know, virgin boys are harder to find these days. And with COVID, you know, so yeah. I, I, you I need some adrenochromes. What the fuck? <laughs> what the actual I don't fuck? need Satan. I need adrenochromes. <laughs> All right. in any case, (laughs) I liked this version. This is one of the, like, rare times. And I can't even think of another another movie where I've liked the reboot more than... And and I'm not going to say, like, it's, like, you know, skewed. But I'm saying, I like... You're right. I like this cut better. Yeah. And I don't dislike this movie. I like this movie also. I think everyone did a good job acting in it. Uh... Uh, I even, you know, but it was like the same, only, only gripe I have is the same thing. It's just a story thing. It's also in the book that these movies are based on. Right. But if someone told me my child was dead and then they have this other child and they're offering. Fuck, where's it, what one, the fuck? Even when it comes to the excuse, oh, the mother died, just <clears throat> was born and all that shit. I need a little more than this. Some priest telling me this to take it at face value. Where are they One you and like, I'm not just gonna not like when he even totally skirts the question again. I thought even in a modern version he'd be like, no, demanding to see his and there'd be dead some paperwork. child. There'd be and, some paperwork. Yeah, not some. Well, that's why it's in another because in the UK their laws are different. Not, oh yeah, it's not the US. But um, I would have definitely questioned. I would have like demanded to see my child. Right. Not just take some priest verse like, like, well, let's focus on who's alive here. I have oh, like, fuck you. I have like zero <laughs> maternal instinct, but I'm pretty sure if I spent like nine months incubating something that I then pushed like six to seven, eight pounds out my vagina and it died and I failed at this project, I would want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Show even, me. even the mother when she wakes up, like, what the fuck? Right. Oh well, well, she's. Uh, what am I saying? She she thinks that is her child. She thinks it is her child. Yeah. And this one, I think, I think that um, the actress Julia Stiles, Julia Stiles, was a better fit than the original actress in the original Omen. Well, no, I don't think she was age a better, wise. Uh, oh, and for like her. Well, look at the, look at it this way. Um. Age-wise, I think people just seem to look older then. Right. For example, uh, did, I saw I saw something a meme today, and I was like, that can't be true. And I looked it up, and it fucking was. Okay, you, re- you know what Wilford Brimley looked like, and he did cocoon when he did cocoon. Right. He was ancient. No, not really. Guess who's his age right now? Who? Chris Judd or Chris Judd, Mike Judd, Ant Man. Really? They're the, he's the same age as Wilford. Wilford Brimley was 49 oh, when shit. he did... I'm older than Wilford Brimley. When he did Cocoon. I'm older than he Wilford Brimley. He looked like shit. Right? The guy died last year. Right? So he's always looked old. And I think people well, from that era again, just always but, looked but, older. Okay, so Carrie, 1976. Okay? Yeah. Sissy Spacek was 30. She looks so cute, though. Right. <laughs> I, I really. It's weird. I mean, we were t- early before we talked. Uh, we were talking about Hollywood actors we like had crushed on, and I talked about I liked odd ones. Sissy Spacek's another one. Sissy Spacek from like 
that era, maybe a few years after that. She's still cute as hell. Pistol, pistol hot. She's still cute as hell, though. Yeah, she's a cute old lady. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah. I would like to have a drink with her. But, but Yeah, I like okay. Sissy Spacer. I would have to say from from the, that era, it was Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah? Harrison Ford was a good-looking guy. Yep. Yeah, but Han Solo, 30, 35 year old Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. He could, he could, he could, uh, he could pull him in. But um, yeah, Julia Stiles, I, I liked. I, she, it seemed like she had more to do than that other actress. Had. Right, she was given a more of a, a involvement, a role in it. Yeah, which is what I, my complaint was about the other time, right, or about the previous one. So, um, there was still the Rube Goldberg mechanism type murders, but they seemed to be less ridiculous. It, it, the timings felt better. Okay. Yeah. Even though, like, you knew they were going to happen if you've seen the original movie. And th- that was what was cool is, like, this wasn't a revisualization. It wasn't a shot for shot. More of a reimagining. It was more of a reimagining. Like, they incorporated elements. A lot of the same murders happen. They may not have happened in the sequence or to the person right. that was in the original, but they happened, and they happened a little bit more interestingly. Yeah. And that had a lot to do with the technology available at the time. Agreed. Um, I was just looking up real quick. Uh this movie, I remember the promotional, but it was released, uh, the date was 666. Of course. Because it was a yeah, 06. Right. Uh, I remember and, that. Uh, yep. And people were like changing the birth or inducing pregnancies. Just so they, I think that's so silly and superstitious. They probably really weren't. That was just press releases to me. No, 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 no. People were actually oh, really? doing it. It was in the news. Oh yeah. my fucking so God. So their kid wouldn't be born on that date. Either, you know, so... It was just, uh, and I looked up the numbers for this one. Budget was twenty-five million. Which is micro budget still? Uh, I wouldn't call it micro. Micro was actually ten or less. Oh, you're right. This is low. Low budget. Um, grossed one hundred and twenty million. Goddamn. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, very successful. And both movies never, you know, were were hits, made money. And uh, and yet we're not, you know, huge action, major like suspense. They were more suspense than like, oh, you yeah. know, even the murders happen with a long lead up. It, it it wasn't like oh something died and then thirty seconds later something else died, you know. Oh no no, it, it was, was just a remake of a classic story mm-hmm. and and, and I think it was well done and I don't like remakes. No, I think it was very well done. It was very well done. I liked it. I enjoy it. I own it. It uh, it just I like the other one more, and but it's not a bad. It's kind of like Let the Right One In is a great movie, and Let 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 Me In the U.S. remake is a good movie. They're both, you know, they're both uh, worth their salt. So that's the Omen. And uh, I think that's the show, folks. Halloween this year is on a full moon. On and a on a new fucking moon. weekend. And on a Saturday on a new moon. God you know what damn. a new moon or a full uh, blue moon means? 
No. A blue moon means it's a month that there are two full moons. And a blue moon is the second full moon in a month. So I get to change twice this month. Yeah. Yahoo. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to howl like a coyote. And we have our play, our, our, our legit leather play ma- plague masks oh, ready shit, for yeah. Halloween. That's right. We're going to be Jay and Silent Bob do the plague, but he won't <laughs> wear the goddamn blonde wig. Nope. But you're the tall neither one. Of them, neither of them are blonde, by the way. Well, okay, we're a, we're a dirty brown haired wig. Like I don't care. I'm no, five I'm foot four. I'm Silent Bob. I'm There's not... no way I can be Jay. I'm five foot four, That's... and you're what six two, six three, six two. Okay, like who's Jay? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you next month. Shoots. <laughs> oh. Oh god damn it. Damn, that's a long one, dude. Uh, thanks. I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as recorded. Perfect. <laughs>